So hi, welcome to the Noise Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm Glory. And we're here with... I'm Franz Stefanik. I'm from the band uh, Dead Tired. And we're asking some questions today about their upcoming album, Satan Will Follow You Home. So congrats on that, by the way. How do you feel about Thank the you. response to the announcement so far? Oh, I'm stoked. Can't wait to get it out there. It's been... Uh, feels like a long time coming. Hell so yeah. It's, uh, the days are slowly approaching, but it's... Yeah, we're about a couple of weeks out now, so I'm not too sure when this comes out, but hopefully it's out by then. It'll be out, I think release week is when it'll come out sometime in that week mm-hmm. awesome hell yeah sure so is there any meaning behind the album title or cover art yeah the album title was like based off a dream that uh, our singer george pettit had um he the one day like we were just uh just chatting he sent like this group chat he had like the so he's like dude i had the craziest dream he, he was out walking um by like one of the old asylums here in hamilton and then like uh, these two witches emerged and like one drank a goblet of blood and it like emerged into flames and then like these two demons were summoned and then he like was all freaked out so he he ran back home um to like his wife and kid locked the door and then he looked outside and then like satan was there like waiting for him and they said he woke up and, was, and then didn't really think much of it later that day i think he took the dog for a walk by the asylum and then on the side of the building, there was this like really crudely spray painted graffiti that said Satan will follow you home. So he, uh, he snapped a photo with his cell phone and then he like flicked it to the band chat. And then uh, as we were writing songs, we kind of picked a song that like kind of suited the mood for it. And then when I drew the record art, you know, I just like kind of took into consideration. Like I was like, yo, send me like a text with in detail of what happened in your dream. And then that's kind of how that came to it's like, not the whole album isn't just that theme, but you know, one of the songs focuses on that. That's super crazy. Whoa! That yeah, it was so, it was so weird. Yeah, that's yeah. On, on the the back of the record, our bass player uh, he does photography, so like he went up to the asylum and then he took like a nice curated photo of it, and that's the back of the record. So whoever is spray painting that, yeah, good on you. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> yeah. Um, he gave us the concept for a record, and you know. right yeah uh so can you tell us a little bit about your writing process for this album um a lot of it like some we had bits and pieces of songs previous to like the pandemic and like all the lockdowns and everything um then a lot of it kind of was sparked with everyone having free time like uh i'm a full-time tattooer which consumes like so much of my life both like actually going to work and doing it and then you know all the drawing and then I like have to paint on top of that. So it was the first time in, in my life where I was like, all right, I, I don't have anything to do. Yeah. Um, so we were just sending ideas back and forth. And there was brief periods when we were blessed to be in the same room with each other. You know what I mean? It was, it was super weird, but we had nothing but time. So a lot of that, the writing process for this, you know, kind of came through people writing stuff at home. And then once we were able to get together, it was just like, put it all on the table. For sure. So you guys never like got on Zoom, FaceTime, Skype or anything? You guys just kind of waited until you were all in the same room? Yeah, like that's the vibe with this band is like, the band's secondary. We're all like such good friends. So it's it's cool just to like, not force it in any other way. Um, mm-hmm. But it was nice, like, even through when we weren't able to get together, like, we have a band chat, we send each other photo, like, it's hilarious. So mm-hmm. it was kind of nice to keep the spark of the band alive and then also just build up this 
kind of catalog of ideas. And uh, once we were able to get together, I think that was the best way to do it rather than like, hey, I have a song or you have a song. It was like, we have a song. So yeah, that's the way we've always done it. So I think we just stuck with that. Oh, yeah. That's cool. Love that. Uh, So what song off this album took the longest to write and which one is your personal favorite? Um, It's kind of like everything came together so organically once we actually were digging into it that like there was like pre-recording uh we were still working with our um previous drummer and then uh we dismissed him from the band and then uh some songs we even worked out in the studio too so i think with the years and growing pains of like writing music together we kind of like know each other a little bit more so it it was pretty stress-free Okay. I love that. That's oh, yeah. good. Yeah. So, like, usually when if we would get stuck on like a transition or a part or an idea, it's like I don't know. We would just move on to something else, and then by the time you go back to that part, it naturally fixes itself. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah. Do you have a personal favorite on the record? Uh, I mean, I do like it's. It's weird because like there's there's a lot that have different bring different things to the table but uh mm-hmm. the one song vast lethality mm-hmm. uh that's the one that was like the weirdest funnest one and it's like super dark and doesn't really go anywhere and it's kind of depressing and like this one pace chaos and i don't know i, I really end up always liking that song even though i know it's not the most appealing song Fair on enough. the record that makes but also sense. i kind of I kind of like picking a song that's the least obvious appealing because then when, you know, if you get feedback from the record, people are like, Oh, I really dug this song. I'm like, all right, you're a little weird and cool. I'm, I'm into that. <laughs> I like, like you know, it's like, it's yeah. like, you know, there's screeching saxophone in it and there's like upright bowed bass playing and it, it just sounds like chaos. And I, I don't know. I like that part of like, rather than a curated song sometimes. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so how'd the track list for the album come about? Did you guys write the opener be the opener, close to be the closer? Did you shuffle around and see what fits? What was that process like? Uh, in the writing and re- recording process, like there was kind of, we have like whiteboards in the, the jam space where we always like mark our stuff on and like we put all the tracks and there was actually two songs that were kind of uninterrupting the, like, or interrupting the flow. So those we put on a seven inch, but all the other songs kind of, seem to naturally jump into place and when you listen to the record there's a different pace of things there's highs and lows you know it's not just all fast chaotic there's some like slower moody songs and then slowly start introducing like halfway through the record or for when you on when vinyl when you flip it over i think it'll start uh, tyrant's palace mm-hmm. and uh you start to get a new sound of the band where there's you know there's some clean vocal singing in it and then we end the record with the most unlike a song you know what i mean yeah. but still somehow it, it manages to like it's like a, when a car overheats and cool down so yeah. that's kind of how we tried to curate the record so it's, it's kind of meant to be listened to as a whole but if you do pick a song individually from it you know you'll still be able to digest it as the band mm-hmm. um so you said that like when you flip the vinyl over the the songs that are on there have some clean vocals and stuff like that did you guys kind of put the track list like that in mind so like when you flip the vinyl it was like a new chapter like within the album almost 
For sure. It's like we always curate stuff with the thought of vinyl. Mm-hmm. Like I, I know lots of people don't collect vinyl or, or purchase it or whatever, but uh, it's always nice to think what it's going to do when someone actually has to physically remove the record from the player and, and turn it over because there is going to be a break in song. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas if you like if you're listening to it on a digital format or cd or whatever everything is just like one after another and that's also rad but it's it's kind of nice to find a bit of a breather and then you almost start fresh again like when you flip the vinyl over so it's de- it was definitely like a thought process put into what's going to start side b mm-hmm. and, and a song that should be just as strong as like the what's going to grab you in as track one Mm-hmm. and sure. I, I think it's completely valid to like kind of keep the vinyl people in the back of your mind because like those are the people that are the true fans anyway so you want to pander to them sure. because random people aren't just buying your vinyl <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely i mean it's, it's expensive to buy it's expensive to ship it's like it's not very practical like even when you're you're having friends over at your house it's like every couple you know every half hour someone's got to flip the vinyl and then it, it becomes one of those things it's like all right who's flipping it but it's it's to me is it's worth it and it also adds a cool experience to listening to music because a record has to be strong enough on side a for you to want to flip it over mm-hmm. and continue the thing you know yeah oh yeah sure so would you be able to tell us where your headspace is at while you're creating this record um it was like i said at first it was weird you know with writing music and given the weird opportunity like we had with time it was like it was good to focus on it like a distraction and then also the main idea of doing this other record was like let's try and bring forth something that's a little stronger a little different and like maybe showcase what we can do a little bit more rather than just doing another repeat of an older record you know or it's like Mm -hmm or five grown-ups drinking beer and like writing like a punk record you know what i mean we already did that so it's yeah. like we were given the opportunity to have time and we could think more about it and i think it kind of shows in the songs are a little more mature sounding they're a little more thought out and we had the time to go back and redo stuff and because we recorded ourselves as well hell yeah that's awesome mm-hmm. yeah um so how do you recommend your fans to listen to this album for the first time? Should they do it in the car with friends and dark with headphones on? Is it a workout album, party album? What do you personally recommend? As loud as you can. Like, because there's lots of layers. And I mean, even in, I've listened to the record in different versions of like, you know, in the car and then on my home um, theater system. And then like, it all kind of speaks so different. Like when you get it in like a good set of headphones, like you can really hear the layers and like the work put involved as a whole. Um, but I would definitely say, listen to it start to finish before, you know, you're picking songs and like skipping tracks. It's like, it's curated to listen as a whole. And to me, like when we got the test press a handful of months ago, like uh, me and the, the bass player, we went to his place and, we had a couple beers and we listened to it on vinyl and it was kind of like listening to it for the first time. And I was just like, well, this, this sounds the way it should sound. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, how'd you listen to it the first time? Like when you finally got the masters back? Um, my car, nice. like just go f- for a drive and like, you know, crank it as loud as you can. Um, it's nice in your car. I mean, any stereo system, you, you can pan it left or right. So sometimes, 
you're like, all right, I want to focus more on my guitar tracks, make sure everything like, you know, and then it's nice to digest it like that. But uh, something about driving and listening to music, it's like, you don't even really have to go anywhere. You can just like consume it. And um, that's the way that, yeah, as soon as I got the, the masters, I didn't even have to go anywhere. I'm just like, I'm going to go for a drive and see how far I get without it. It feels like that I've gone a far distance. And then sooner or later, the record's over and you're like, well, I've been driving for like 45 minutes already. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, yeah. and it, it, I think that's, it's good to, to listen to it like that, where you can uh, compare time to distance. Okay. That, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so this one should be super, super quick off the top of your head. I want you to describe this album for new listeners in three words, no more, no less. Chaotic. Mm-hmm. Instrument heavy. Mm-hmm. A little weird that's good all Perfect. right yeah. uh so in that same train of thought is there a certain feeling or emotion you want listeners to have while going through the album people who listen to it like if you're a previous fan of the band you'll still get what you got from the band but also as maybe first time listeners or new to the band um you'll get more of an appreciation of like people crafting their instruments and like I love collecting guitar pedals and amps. I have a crazy guitar collection and like, it's definitely nice to showcase ability without being like, Hey, look how good I am at playing. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think it's, it's not a record. It's not only a record just for existing fans of the band. It's a record for people that maybe they're like, Oh, well, I know you like these things. And it's, it's more of a kind of representation of like sound too, which is, Mm -hmm. I think I'm, I'm stoked on that, that it's, it's musically inclined, but it still keeps the integrity of like playing your guitar as fast and as loud as you can, which like, you know, punk and hardcore, it's like, there's something about that edge and appeal that is awesome where you, you can like, it isn't flashy. It isn't, you know, that thought out or curated, but it's nice when you find the blend of like the two. Absolutely. For sure. For sure. Yeah. So what is your favorite memory that you made while creating this album? Um, I think it was nice just to like, cause we didn't have to make this album. Um, like during a pandemic and everything like that, we were, it was a forced band hiatus. So it was kind of nice to decide that we still wanted to do this even, even though we didn't have to. And also at one point to know, like not even know when we will be able to do, do it again or if even what's the point but uh and even pushing through that like we we got rid of our drummer during the recording process and it's like we didn't even have a drummer so it, that would have been perfect time just to be like you know what guys it's been a good run but like let's just call it as that like you know it's the record that will never be heard but to push through to get to get someone to play drums on the record to continue to put time and effort into it. My favorite part of this was just like hanging with my friends, especially when we weren't able to. So like, I think to me that like not only making cool songs, but it was just like, it was just cool to sit back in the studio and be like, this is way cooler than you could ever thought it was. Cause normally like studio days are long and they're a headache. And by the end of it, you just want to get the hell out of there, but we couldn't get enough of it. Yeah, for sure. What so was- I think, that's my favorite part for sure. That's good. What was kind of like the driving force to kind of like keep you guys going? Cause obviously there was a pandemic, you lost drummer and you had mentioned like you could have just thrown in the towel there. So what was like the process or like the thought like to keep going? Um, 
I mean, for once we had a reason to be angry. You know what I mean? We're yeah. we're, we're all we're all grown ups who have jobs. We're all doing well. You know, it's like we don't have the in, the angst and integrity that we had when we were younger to be angry for no reason. So it was kind of nice to have it as an outlet to like put aggression through frustration via music, whether it's a heavy guitar riff or some chaotic noise or even lyrical content. You know what I mean? I think it was just a good excuse to do something to be, to get this like pent out aggression. That makes sense. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so picture this, you're on Torio at a gas station for a rest stop. What is your snack of choice? I'm, I'm like a salty over kind of like sweet kind of person so i'm gonna either get like sunflower seeds or like a pepperette um it depends if if i'm like driving i'm getting sunflower seeds because like they are like fidgety it's it's kind of like the equivalent of smoking a cigarette but like you know it's like i don't know yeah i'm gonna go with some healthier yeah (laughs) and healthier way healthier but just as addicting (laughs) what is a pepperette like um like a meat stick like oh, oh okay yeah. okay it's a, it's a, maybe it's just like a fancy fancy way of saying it yeah, yeah never like heard a, that word before yeah ne- neither have i neither have okay. I. maybe maybe it's a like a ontario or canadian thing i don't know <laughs> yeah that makes sense okay cool uh so on the topic of food if the band was a dish what dish would the band be Ooh, uh we'd probably be uh oysters oysters okay, okay. yeah uh, we always have this term that we are upper crust punks. It's like we are punks at heart, but whenever we go and play shows and do everything, it's like we love to go for nice meals and like, you know, we're a little lavish in that sense. So, and I think the perfect representation of something that is gross and crusty and kind of undesirable, but also the highest of delicacies is an oyster. So dead tired is an oyster. I love it. Wow, yeah. that's perfect. That's perfect. really sold it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so for the last couple of questions, we're gonna shift completely away from music and go straight to death row. Boom. So if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink? Hmm. Uh, I would probably have a can of Molson Export, uh, which is a Canadian beer that um, I don't know. It's not the best, but it's just I don't know. My grandpa used to drink it, and then. Uh, what I would have is my meal. Um, my background, I'm German and Slovak. Um, my dad makes this thing that his great grandmother used to make, and it's called halushki. And it's basically like a potato based noodle mm-hmm. that's mixed in with like cheese and bacon. Mm-hmm. And it's like a poverty dish. So, like, they mix it in and then they pour bacon fat in it. And it's all, it's, you could make like a, a snowball out of it. Like, it all sticks together. Mm-hmm. And the idea is you don't, you don't have to eat a lot of it to feel full. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like super high in fat and like, but to me, like it's, I don't know, as a kid, it's like, anytime it's like a special occasion, my dad's like, Oh, what can I make you for your birthday or whatever? I'm like, it's gotta be halushki. So it's a Molson export and a bowl of halushki. And then you put a dollop of sour cream on top of it. Nice. Okay. All right. Is, is the pasta element, is it similar to a a gnocchi at all? That's the only like potato. It's it's kind of like a Slovak gnocchi. So it's a dough that's made. And then on like, um, it's real crudely cut like you do it on like a wooden board with a knife and you just kind of like put it in the boiling so they're all like misshapen mm-hmm. um but yeah they kind of they do have a little bit of like sponginess kind of like a gnocchi um yeah. yeah but it's 
be kind of like a very like rustic kind of style Noki. That's so cool. I really you learn cool, something yeah. new every day. Yeah, that sounds yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those dishes too that it's like it's very specific to certain culture too, and it's like I don't know. I love it, and it's awesome when you run into someone who also knows what it is. Yeah, like this bonding experience. Mm-hmm. So, if you could live in one fictional world for a week, where would you live? Hmm. A fictional world. Um, probably somewhere like space-like. Ooh. I don't know. It'd be cool to live in space, but like not have to wear a spacesuit, you know, where you can just like exist on this crazy planet with like these weird like floral things and like mm-hmm. uh i went on the et ride at universal studios and like they have the, a part where you're at in like et's home planet and i was like i'm like that's where i want to live it's like psychedelic and like everything's growing and breathing and i'm like well, maybe that's where i would live et's uh home planet that's good perfect i love oh, yeah. that yeah. I love that so yeah. much um so I have the honor of asking the last question and every single person that we've spoken to has said that it is the most important question. What's your favorite color? Uh, I would say uh, blue. Ooh. Specific shade of blue? I love like a robin eggy blue. That's good. Mm. All right. I, mean, I, paint, I painted my tattoo shop that color. Uh, right. So it's, it's always one of those colors that like, I'm always drawn to. I'll buy dishes with it. And, but yeah, I don't know. I love all colors are great they really are agree yeah. uh so as i said that's all the questions we have today is there anything that you would like to plug uh no just check out the record um you can find it on all streaming services and uh yeah check out we're putting out a couple um videos that go with the record we have one out right now and then there will be one out uh that accompanies the, re- the record and i'm uh, real stoked for that i've been getting all the like videos and screen caps from the videographer so it's uh it's gonna be cool hell yeah sure. right. yeah oh, awesome well thank you for now this has been franz from dead tired and we have been the good noise podcast